0: More dangerous than any third world country or Compton or ghetto, whatever. The most dangerous place to go in the fucking world, because you'll literally kill yourself, make yourself psycho, it, by yourself, is your own head. Mm. It lies to you. Yeah. One of the biggest growths in my life is realizing that the voice in your head is not you. The voice in my head, when I'm holding my baby, will be like, what if I killed my baby? I don't want to kill my baby. I would die for my baby. But the voice in your head's job is just to never stop talking. So we will talk about, oh, you can do this thing horrible. What if it's really nice guy doing a, a podcast with me exploded right now oh what if he what if he does this oh, wow. what if, what if we become best friends oh i hate this guy oh i love this guy I mean, <laughs> the voice in your head is just literally to say all a bunch of shit yeah so people then start believing some dark things like oh my god i'm dark and then they go on yeah. what if this happens then what if that happens what if that happens and now they're in all these what ifs that's over there yeah it's not real you're right here For and now sure. and now they're living oh my god my life's horrible that's why whether you're writing down journaling is good whether you're talking to god about it whether you pick up the phone and call a friend or family or whatever. Once you see, you like, oh, shit, that's not real. Yeah, totally.
1: Episode 65. Thank you guys for coming back and tuning in. This week we got on incredible guest Corey Litwin, manager of super producer Murder Beats. If you aren't familiar, Drake... Migos, Ariana Grande, much more. He's also currently executive vice president over at Hollywood Media. Big management company based here in LA We get into his come up Having a successful club promotions business In Toronto, making over six figures Giving all that up to Move out to LA with nothing in place Going into a ton of debt Sleeping on couches Befriending Party Next Door Prior to his massive record with Rihanna Work, getting to learn so much From Party Next Door As well as a lot of closed doors And an early grind he had to go through With Murder Beats and their struggle we also get into Corey's own mental health struggles with addiction and bottoming out. Ironically, at the peak of his career, having just co-produced the massive Drake song, Nice For What, with Murda Beats, and a whole lot more. Can't wait for you guys to check this one out. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to Connection Is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Schulman, a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us, now let's begin our journey back home to Connection. Connection is magic. Amazing guest in the house today, Corey Litwin. What's up? What's up? Appreciate you making it today, man. I know you're a busy dude. You're newly at Hallwood, relatively newly.
0: I'm actually just, I'm in the first month of my second year as oh. Executive Vice President Hollywood. Awesome. Awesome. Um, it feels very new because, um, like for example, I was at an event last night that Revels Group was doing with their new artists, Jamed and Ruby, uh, um, and it's... It's uh, it's like new for me going out, representing, talking about Hallwood. It feels like still, because even though it's been, I'm now in my 13th month in this mm-hmm. role, mm-hmm. the majority of it was during pandemic where there wasn't really much going out and stuff. Many things are still feeling new. We've been in the office for a few months only.
1: What's it feel like doing a lot of hustling on your own to like now you're kind of hustling with the team? How's that, how's that adjustment?
0: Definitely a hard mental adjustment at first. A lot of it is I'm... I'm used to doing everything on my own, like doing everything on my own, but being able to trust others and delegate to others. Like I was talking about it with my wife last night, like it's great that now I could be out of town and I can have many different clients with different things going on and rather than having to be so involved in every little detail, micromanaging, I can delegate to people. So even just having, so first it was from being just on my own to then having a team and staff to now joining something bigger um, and, and And having like peers and colleagues and stuff
1: helps your bandwidth situation helps the right?
0: bandwidth it, it's actu- yeah. it allows me to do more it allow it, it's, it's a, whereas at first, when it was just me and one client kind of like partnership situation coming up together, living together, doing everything together, I was just tunnel vision focused on the one, but now creating a team around him and a team around me i 'm now able to have over thirty clients today. That's amazing. And launch other companies and invest in other companies and uh, start up other things and start a family and do all that because I have, even within my family, I have, I have a personal assistant. I have a nanny. I have, you know, I have, I'm, I'm just, just creating help and have, it allows me to do more and do better at what I'm doing. Mm. Like when I'm focused on a deal for mm. someone, I can be fully in that because my assistant and team is helping everything else. Nice. Um, you, know, you know, and when I'm when I'm with my son, I can be fully invested in that.
1: That's a great point, Corey, that I think we could like even like double up on real quick because it's like you would think 30 clients, you just said, right? You mm. would, One would think, oh, 30 clients, you're going to have less time for your family. You're going to have less time for other personal things. It's really the opposite. You, you have more time when you join a bigger company. But and, I've kind of you know. waited.
0: Well, I still run like my own business, my own team. Mm-hmm um now i have that within this bigger company which has the infrastructure of the office and opportunities and information and stuff which we all share with each other yeah but like my team when i'm thinking about the 30 clients it's like my team and each client has a day-to-day junior Mm -hmm. manager Mm -hmm. um so I, i i kind of i didn't just take on all these clients and i'm like I don't know if you could swear, so I'm, and I'm like, y- no, Shoot. we welcome it. Okay, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I I can't handle this. Yeah. I need help. It's yeah. just kind of the other way around. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got, I had the help and had the team and trained the team and where they're comfortable to then they start signing. So it's like the the day to day stuff is being handled and like right right now i can put my phone down for one hour comfortably yes because i know when things are emails are coming in my assistant out there's handling the emails if something's happening one of the clients needs something they know they have someone that they can call one of my staff working for me so it's like everything's kind of put in place if we were doing stretching. this interview
1: like eight years ago or whatever like you'd have to be like glued to your sh- shit basically yeah
0: but it, and and that was that was just where where i was at that time and that was the expectation from the client because that's like the bed that i made you know i so you make for sure bed. for sure so it's like if 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 you need me i'm there of course and now it's like if you need me i'm there still if it's yeah. an emergency because i have an assistant out there who if it's for actually sure. an emergency that he's dying yeah come in here and tell me yeah. so it's something <laughs> where you just like he really needs this this thing set up for tonight he has the assistant that i've placed beside him yeah. or he has the day-to-day manager that he can call and deal with and he understands that and he respects that
1: for sure i love the idea of like just hustling trying to make something out of nothing right sure that's what i love and that's what you and i probably love about hip-hop right it's it's in every hip-hop record i feel like yeah. that sort of hustle and that creating something from nothing
0: from the executives to the to the artists also they like all the kind of have like that how they kind of how they like it like sure that's like oh this guy's very talented but the story of how people made it it's like there's a story of things that they just hustled harder they did something really out out the box
1: and that's what so. we do on this podcast yeah. man because i feel like sometimes when people do reach a certain level of success i think it's easy to kind of close the door on like how hard it got you know what i'm saying yeah and then it makes other people that are kind of in on their come up um they're like oh shit i'm i'm struggling right now like this isn't supposed to be happening then and i'm like no like everybody to achieve something great i mean steve jobs to kanye got passed on by capital records like everybody goes through like closed doors and valleys and shit you know Mm. so i kind of want to get into some of yours if you're open like as far as like your come up you know for sure yeah so what so so tell me when you were first getting established did you have a clear vision of what you wanted to do and then had closed doors okay no Talk to me about some of the the messiness, if you will. Shit like you thought you were going to go in this direction. That didn't quite work like you thought it would. And then you sort of pivoted into like another direction.
0: I went to university. I knew I wanted to be successful Mm career-wise. Thought maybe I'd want to be a lawyer. Um, As soon as I got there in this big, big ecosystem of uh, tons of students and personalities and people of different backgrounds and whatever and yada yada and me being a social butterfly (laughs) <laughs> and, um, I, I fell into throwing parties and promoting and was doing it at the biggest level at the school ro you know, and ended up staying in that town for a few years after and throwing concerts and stuff coming from Canada. It was really hard to get rappers in. So yeah. doing, doing hip hop shows and getting them, artists not being able to cross the border. And, um, I actually had a show in like 2011 with Nipsey Hussle. Daddy, like, he 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 couldn't get across the border, but he was like the one guy that was really cool and sent the money back. And then when working with him in the music industry here, he explained the whole story of what happened. Just really, that, that one was kind of cool. But um, yeah, then realized this isn't, I don't want to just be doing stuff in this small town, London, Ontario, two hours outside of Toronto, needs to get back to Toronto. So I got, went back to Toronto and was doing parties at a really high level there. And I was the guy doing all the hip hop stuff. So when NBA players or rappers were in town, I was often the one like hosting them and noticed that I was like, able to become friends with all these guys, but I wanted like something to like offer so I can do more than just like be like their plug in the city. And I knew I didn't want to be working in clubs and parties. i seeing the future of like, these guys who do this that when I'm 40 I'd be like owning clubs and like hanging out with like young girls and like many of that so right um yeah and I'm not saying like that that I'd necessarily be that kind of person but, but I meant like the lifestyle of what that is and what that entails that was like the direction of that and that was not what I wanted in life and I wanted to 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 I wanted to find a way to LA I wanted to work in the music industry but I didn't really know how and what to do um there wasn't really much of it in my city being born in nineteen eighty six the same and from the city and community from the as the the another very famous guy from my city named Drake, who's also born in nineteen eighty six and from the same community oh same year yeah, yeah, us being the same age and being in some similar circles and me being the guy throwing parties and stuff, I ended yeah. up with a couple of friends doing his first concert in uh, 2009 mm. um, and then being friends with the guys who started this cool brand called EXO, mm. who were friends with this artist, <laughs> Abel, and uh, do- doing some of his early shows and being the ones going, taking him out to clubs and stuff like that. And um, around that time, a friend of mine from school was starting a girls company mm-hmm. back in 2013. She had an idea for it to start a girls' company back in 2013. So
1: for those listening that might not even know, honestly, it's grills. mouth, mouth, gold mouth, in your mouth, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: stuff. Um, and what I would think about that, I think about like Paul Wall and Nelly and like Houston rappers, and I'm like, that's not really for me. But then I went online and looked, and at that time in 2013, it was a big trend for white female models and singers and actresses and especially like especially females and everybody mm-hmm. like everyone was getting girls so i was like oh this to become something cool to have a product to offer these rappers and basketball players and stuff that i'm and knows to have something to and offer you were already in the mix with the, yeah. with the promoting right and yeah that, and yeah, this yeah. is going to be mm-hmm. a way to segue me to what i want to do next still not really knowing exactly what that is mm-hmm. i'd lo- i really love music would love mm-hmm. to get into music i started this girls company and uh it wasn't even wasn't something to like make a ton of money because whatever money we'd make we'd then put into making free grills for like all the ovo guys in the city the blue jays the raptors um you would just give away grills you're saying i'd make yeah. free ones for the wow. celebrities so wow. they would then post it on their page and then i got a huge brand i was in double xl magazine and i was like i was like competition wow. seeming like with like johnny dang and these guys they were they're making millions of dollars i wasn't making anything <laughs> i was just i was just i was just yeah. making making noise and it was yeah a, and it was a way to get you know i'd see a see an artist that dinner with his girl and like it's not appropriate to go talk to them and that like that but i'd go right up and like hey but my name's Corey. cory I, I, I do this you're kind of brash you, like you, that you want, yeah. you want to get booked in toronto or I'd, I'd love to make you a free grill like i did and like, oh we want be free gold sure no, wow okay. would say yes to that um and, <laughs> and we should
1: tell people i don't think we got on tape but it was called uh goldie rocks which goldie i thought Rock was grills. a clever name i like that thank yeah. you when did you decide it was time to set down the grills then
0: when i started getting more serious in do more stuff in music, I want to be less and girls I want to be less and less of a club guy mm-hmm. um promoter and event event guy like
1: you just said, you know where that path was going to go you't want to go there, once yeah. i was
0: I, for the grills thing, so fast forwarding I'm living with party next door out here while he's the number one writer in the world, mm-hmm. seen as the gateway to the world he, he 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 wrote work so the world just found out this guy's uh a gateway to rihanna and Drake yeah the yeah. world just just discovered it the song's the number one song in the world for ten weeks. I'm Toronto the, guy, by the way. To, of course, yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah how, that's people might know not know that, so I oh, okay. That's how I know Party. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, when Party yeah. turned eighteen, mm-hmm. I was the guy in the city, so I was bringing him out to. to you developed a friendship to with to the, the whole promoting thing, yeah, and yeah. and girls. I said, and "Hey, grills, I'd love okay. to make you a girl." Blah, blah blah, and like, and and then <laughs> I, and then he like kind of looked me up or asked around, like, "Oh," and then I started bringing him out to parties. You
1: realize so how crazy this is, though, Corey. You realize that, right? Like 1986, happened to be coming up with Drake able the weekend not like coming to, i wouldn't
0: see i don't want to give up the like, like like but I'm the circles to, were crossing i'm yes, saying yes of yeah. course also because it's a small city so like like throwing parties i'm going to be the guy sometimes i getting them in in the club sure and stuff like that yeah. why i put the grills down was yes. cause then now fast forward 2016 now I've been working in music for like a, a year and a half mm-hmm. i'm now i have an opportunity to be Respected as a real music executive mm. and build my career in music in Los Angeles. And like now, I have like an actual, this is something that I could do for my life. Whereas the clubs I always saw as a stepping stone to something bigger. The grills I saw, okay, here's something that can maybe help help me strengthen these relationships and give me something more. So when I go to LA, I, I knew I had to pick an artist to, to team up with. It was gonna be this kid named Roy Woods from Toronto, mm-hmm. who I really liked but Who Drake, a, ended Drake ended up signing up signing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, what drew you to Roy Woods? I had this kid named Wes who threw parties also, this white guy, and he's like, I want yo, I actually I I'm I'm rapping now. And people would often reach out to me like wanting me to help just cause they knew that I had a lot of like connections. Even though I wasn't in in the in the music industry, so to say, but mm-hmm. I was I was friends with a lot of people in the industry in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So in that in that level, so he wanted me to hear him, and people were, a lot of people were talking about you should be my manager, yada yada. Even though I was, oh God, I'm not a manager. Yeah, but then when I went to see this kid West. There was this 18 uh, year old kid Roy Woods there. I used to freestyle a lot, so like me and him ended up like freesty- freestyling for like. I think we both like popped a molly. It was like four in the afternoon freestyle for like three hours. (laughs) For like three hours. And I'm like, this kid's amazing. And I started spending a lot of time with him. Mm -hmm. He had never released a song yet. And uh, he already had a manager and they had a whole collective. And I was going to be co-managing. But then around that time I met Murda I went to L.A. with Murda for 10 days, turned into four months while I was gone. He ended up signing with OVO, and and great. And he's, he's my little brother. He just had his first kid. That's we, awesome, we're man. We are both FaceTiming. We are still very connected. Just to quickly put to bed, the girls thing, and then we can get, yeah, go back. Yeah, the, the girls to pivot into the music industry. It allowed me to do, do that, and I ended up meeting Murda through that. And when, I, when we came to L.A. at the beginning, and... I'm a new manager. Murda's a very new, developing producer. Mm-hmm. I was able to get into so many sessions and rooms with the grills because mm-hmm. I tell so because I was be offering that. So that, that 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 helped a lot. And then once I was now at a point where I'm living with Party Next Door and Murda Beats, who's getting more established, and I'm going, we're going to studios. Party's now, the most coveted writer on the planet. The gateway to Drake and Rihanna. Did he have a manager? And I'm he. He, he did have a manager. Okay, okay. He okay. had like an intern manager sense at that time. It was for like you a, to
1: manage him, almost it, no. But, but it we, didn't we, work we out that way. We were friends, and yeah, he yeah. had an intern
0: manager right. at, at that time, who I really respected and loved. I was never trying to step on toes of that. Right. There was talks of maybe me joining the team, or whatever. But I was remember, and we'll get back to it. Because we're kind of bouncing around. But I was, I was so tunnel vision on making Murder the biggest producer. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even want to think of distracting myself with also managing. An artist. Yeah. Party was a great friend, and his manager had now become a great friend and a brother. And pa- we were, Party was letting me and Myrtle live in his house, and Party was giving us two sessions. Party's five years younger than me, but he was teaching me the game, and yada, yada. It was a very brotherhood relationship like that. But when we're going around us, the manager wasn't coming to the sessions at night, I was. So when I'm now the gateway to Party, and I have my grills bag still, I'm like, it's not a pro- I don't want to be seen as a guy. Hey, do you want a grill? And I'm this music manager. So as soon as I started living with Party, I put the bag down, my 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 kit, and I stopped.
1: You you knew it was time to pivot. I'm glad we spent a little extra minute there because that was beautiful. I just so to so no, yeah. and let's just yo and this 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 whole mission of the podcast is about people getting value, right? Mm-hmm. And people being able to take what we're talking about, applying it in their own lives, right? So I think in today's day and age, what I just heard you say so well was you saw the grills thing as a really great stepping stone to you could put it down one day and transition into music right you were thinking this right that's what i was hoping well,
0: right and that if this was going to help me launch murder's career and my career being attached to murder i thought at first i'm going to pick roy woods uh, the roy situation isn't clean there's co-managers there's other artists Murda, it's me and Murda. okay i'm going to partner with him and i'm going to learn the music industry and build my career with with him because you already had some music relationships because of the grills. Throwing concerts and booking yeah. all these acts in Toronto. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, yeah.
1: Okay, but what I was going to try and say is, you know, there's a lot of kids out there today that like, don't look at things as a stepping stone. Like Somebody will yeah. see an internship they be like, I don't want to work for free for six well, months. A, like They're not realizing, am I right?
0: 90, not, yeah. I, I, I forget what the quote exactly is, but I'll, I'll say what the meaning, the message is. 90% of people never make it to their dreams in life. Because? Because they're afraid of starting at the bottom. They're afraid of starting at the bottom. So when you graduate university, like I'm, I'm not. My I love my sister, most amazing person. She was top of her class, 98 percentile in school. But when she graduated with a master's in English literature, all she could really get was like glorified secretary jobs. Mm-hmm. And many mm-hmm. people graduate university and like I have a university degree. And it's like okay, but there's no jobs right now, other than the, the grocery store. You might need the grocery store to get some money, but like, I have a degree. I can't do a job like that. I know people in their 50s who lost their job, and they were a high-level manager, and they can't get a job like that anymore, so now they're unemployed for 10 years. Sometimes you got to be down to... I was making six figures throwing parties in Toronto, and I came out to L.A. to work in the music, and I had a beautiful condo on the lake downtown. I'm the guy throwing parties, six figures a year. came to L.A. to now sleep on couches and and be in debt and have to borrow money and max out my credit cards so I can build this dream and, and live with other artists like Party Next Door and essentially work for him as a day-to-day yeah. assistant Corey, for that's free. The, that's the level that
1: I'm talking about going, yeah. bro. Thank you. I'm right? 30 years yeah, old. Yeah, right. 30 years go. old now. Exactly. have to
0: work for free, sleeping on a couch in a house that is noisy all night, having to literally numb myself so I can sleep at, at night and be okay with living in this condition. Yes, it's a beautiful mansion. But it. it but, but you were, you were tripping out. Of yeah. So like, like – so let's dig into I that. I have to like, go through all of that because even when my mind and my family and everyone's telling me, "What are you doing, Corey? Like you're not making any money, you're living horribly, yada yada." But quieting down all that and listening to my gut, or that, or God, or uh, direction, or that, whatever you choose to call it—higher power, gut, believing this is this is going to lead me to greatness. I need to get over and get through this, and I'm going. This is going to lead me to greatness. Amen. Thank and you. to peace. There's- Success for me is peace. That's is going to lead me to future peace that I want.
1: Well said. And yeah. there's nothing that can fuck up again, we could swear as much as we want. There's Brother. nothing that can fuck up uh your intuition, your god-given direction as much as other people's voices, bro.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes so, and sometimes so, even your own voices in your head. That's true. You need to quiet those.
1: Good point. What I'm learning actually too is don't bring up your ideas or or that intuitive pull to people who just aren't simply going to get it. What I mean by that is I've like friends of all ages, right? Got friends like younger than me and friends older than me. And oh, what close. I notice is is I'm an entrepreneur and I like to fucking build shit from nothing and and we're in a whole new age. When I talk about some of my ideas, I'm just I'm not like ragging on this on this group, but people over age like 65, just being of a of a previous generation, I think it's hard for them to really gauge and understand the power of the internet, the power of today's modern culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I
0: saw something on Instagram the other day, and I talk about this a lot. That like, you can't really talk about your big dreams with people who don't share big dreams because they'll they'll see it as bragging, yeah, or they'll see it as like like I get it, bro. I mean, yeah. yeah, And sometimes it either seems unrealistic, yeah, or when you talk about you want to do this, that, 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 that to someone who's who's not living like that, they'll often think like, or even to be like, if someone's like, so how what you do what what you do on the weekend, and I'm telling them what I was doing, but if they're not living like that, they're like. Oh, why are you bragging? I'm not bragging. Yeah,
1: either bragging or they don't get it, Corey. Yeah. So, so And then did that – okay, so that happened to you a lot. Like you just said, you were living in this mansion. You had no money. Uh, you left this life that was working. Some of those voices got to you, right? And how did you mm-hmm. handle that? Did you did you try and have – did you did you pull away and get more tunnel vision with it to try and silence some of that outside noise? I mean, since you, you said me? this is
0: going to be a podcast talking about like uh, mental health and things yes. like that too, I did a lot of self-medicating. Right. I smoked my I smoked weed all day every day. Yep. I assume
1: um, you drank a shit ton as well. I was uh, being in that. Environment, I mean, yeah, like I I'd, I'd be w i
0: would be I never like loved drinking or yeah. other drugs even, but I was living with the artist. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't like I am now executive vice president. From here I'm going to my to, to my office mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, I wasn't living in an office I was living with the artists I was living with my client artists I was living with the artists that we were, w- were working with If they're partying, turning up, I'm turning up with them So yes, I was. I would have fun with them And, and strengthen relationships that way too But my my main thing all, all day, every day Was weed
1: Okay, so I had a horrible gambling addiction when I was like 18 No, 17 to 23, right? Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, 12 step groups I'm sure you might have at one point been to some And it really saved my life back then. So I'm in school getting my master's in clinical psychology, like I told you, so I know a little bit about addiction. And Mm -hmm. and they say, don't ask why the addiction, ask why the pain. And for me, I lost my dad young. Like I just had a lot going on that I was trying to numb and escape from, as did you. You had a lot going on that was really weighing on you, and Mm -hmm. you were turning to... Uh, weed or whatever other things you were turning to. Yeah, the, ju- the
0: drugs and, and the addictions are never what the problem is because a lot of people can gamble, can smoke weed, can drink, yeah, can do other true. things. Without um, it being a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it isn't that that's the problem. It's you have a problem and you're using those things to. It's the to solution. You're trying to treat solution. that. Yes, so yes. With the whole point of 12 step groups or any other self help type things that you choose or faith, religion, whatever it is, it's finding a different solution. Finding a different solution to cope with your problems, other than you know, like I was uncomfortable, I had anxiety, I was yeah. you know like fearful or stressed or whatever. So if I'd use weed or something else to cope with that, it's now finding something else to cope with that mm-hmm. instead. You know, such as such as just just working on yourself and meditation. There's and so many things, bro. Yeah, there's so many faith things. and yeah. tons of other things. Yeah, exactly. So
1: so so when did you know, like? Like for me, like my bottom was like you know I was like living in my girlfriend's basement. I was like mm. 22. Like my, mo- my yeah, mom, so my mom changed bottom, the locks on me. What was your bottom, bro? So my bottom you know? the last time was yeah. the
0: peak of my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's amazing. Have the number one song in the world right now that I'm a co-producer on. I'm not even a producer, but co-producer. Which was a the nice for what? Nice for what? With yeah. Drake's With number Drake. one
1: about four years ago or something. 2018. Yeah, three years okay, ago. yeah, three years ago. Yeah,
0: that was that. that- was the bottom was that I was so sick. While everything's happening, amazing, my career was peaking. This is a, it's taking off, and I'm now I'm very sick, and I've been and I've been going through this for like over a year. Hmm. Where I have a stomach problem, I don't know what the exact name is now, but it's coming more and more. I saw something that like in states where marijuana is legal, it's like ten percent hmm. kids. Where if if, if you smoke. Too much, and it's how the potency of of the weed now. A lot of people develop stomach problems. Didn't know that. And I had that. I had stomach problems where I was, like, vomiting a lot and, wow. and se- 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 severe pains that would come, and I'd have to go in, like, hot showers wow, a lot. Bro. And that was... And you, I'd think, oh, to make my stomach feel better and the anxiety from this feel, feel better, smoke more weed. It was, just, like, a vicious cycle. Hmm. And eventually I just, like, stopped, stopped all that. And then I ended up just starting a path of of sober and physical health and mental health probably three and a half years into that path and i'm still sober and i don't do any mind-altering stuff. that's amazing congratulations yeah.
1: bro i feel like your intuition was always pretty good right cory mm-hmm. but like when you put all that down did your intuition get even like cleaner clearer
0: um yeah like like i don't regret anything that happened i think everything happened the way it was supposed to but i feel like now now things are more stable so it's like yeah if i have an intuition now i can think about it clearer rather than maybe jumping all over the place mm-hmm. into such highs and such lows mm-hmm. it's more just stable so i can like think about things and i can remember my thoughts and i can have thoughts that that then lead to action and actually follow through with that action whereas when you're like smoking all the time or or trapped in any type of negative cycle, thinking like, Oh, I really want to change this. Then then you then you smoke or gamble or do whatever else and you're like, uh, eh, I'll change it tomorrow. Yeah, no, like always it, always manana I really got me more in the power of now and I was really everything in my life's kind of taken off.
1: Man, people find that so fascinating, right? What the bottom was like and like I said, that 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 moment of awareness, it was just you kind of I just want to get a clear picture for the listeners. Was it I mean, it was like you literally just kind of curled up feeling terrible in your stomach. And then did you did you make a phone call to like somebody close I to mean, you, I like was your sick uncle people, pe- or like pe- you know, pe- just- pe-
0: people close to me knew and I had tried to see many doctors. And I eventually went to like one doctor out here who like was able to recognize that it was something with marijuana and I just stopped that. I oh. stop and I should stop everything. It was just
1: overnight. This doctor told you, "Yo, and this is what's doing everything.
0: it." I got, I, I got some like outside support and family yep. support and stuff. Yep. like Yeah, whether and it was therapy it, or friends yeah, or whatever, stuff like that. Yeah, I stayed in support groups and yeah. stuff. And so you've
1: been to twelve step groups, right? Yeah. I spent so many years in
0: twelve step groups. I just feel like Yeah, I mean like any, uh, a, any twelve step group, only the first half of the first step is actually about what the problem is. Whether <laughs> yeah, it's that's whether true, it's bro, drugs admitting that you're powerless over yeah. that. So whether it's whether it's the drugs, gambling, yeah. sex, overeating, whatever your uh, addiction yeah. addiction is, only the first half of that everything else now is just about you. It's mm. about having faith in a higher power, which does not mm. mean God. It can mm. literally be that light bulb. It's literally just saying there's something greater than yourself. Yes. Like for example, like if you say like I'm for sure gonna do this today, and then it, it rains outside. Okay, so you don't control everything. <laughs> it's just knowing that like you're not in control of your universe. Yeah. So it's being able to take that real, take that stress off. Like oh, for time, I gotta do this after that. It's like some things you can't control. So it's just getting rid of that. That's the beginning of the twelve steps. Then the rest of it is kind of dealing with your baggage. Yeah, Dealing with all the shit in the past. I feel like everybody's, got, everybody's got baggage, every, bro. Everybody, everybody world, yeah. And realizing all the horrible things that have happened to you and then doing the really difficult part of seeing what your part in it was. Mm. And when you kind of make lists of that, you see, oh, there's patterns. Mm-hmm. all these hundred people who wronged me in my life from like the kindergarten teacher to the <laughs> yeah. ex-girlfriend to that what yeah. was my part oh the pain was because because i was doing this yeah okay totally and then realize what those things are sharing that with another person that's huge is, and then just daily things oh. to work um making amends to the people that you've harmed in your past yeah so it's like getting yep. off your chest because what you find is everyone's most people are are pretty receptive to that and and or and they i didn't really care that much or they're or they're happy for you or or you had, or there's some shit that you actually had to go through and work out and you're able to do that so you're getting clearing that baggage and then and and then have, having a connection to whatever higher power you want is as long as it's not yourself like you're not king of the fucking universe <laughs> and then the end of it I'm kind of just like this is the most fast track through the 12 steps and the end of it is just like basic daily maintenance to to keep your shit good like regularly like check in on like oh what could i have done better yesterday what could i do better tomorrow what did i do good today what did i not do so good at you know like meditation and keeping contact with another person so you're not just going in fucking circles in your head yeah most dangerous place in the world to go by yourself say that again say that again (laughs) more dangerous than any third world country or compton or ghetto whatever the most dangerous place to go in the fucking world because you'll literally kill yourself make yourself psycho it by yourself is your own head
1: because it because it lies to you mm-hmm. it lies to you with it, it the yeah the real yeah.
0: thing is yeah. is you eventually and like one of the biggest growths in my life is realizing that the voice in your head is not you the yeah. voice in my head when i'm holding my baby will be like what if i killed my baby i don't want to yeah. kill my baby i would never i would die for my baby but the voice in your head voice in your head's job is just to never stop talking So we will talk about oh you can do this thing horrible what if this guy's what if this really nice guy doing a, a podcast with me exploded right now oh what if he what if he does this <laughs> oh, wow. what if what if we become best friends oh i hate this guy oh i love this guy yeah. <laughs> the voice in your head is just literally to say all a bunch of shit yeah so people then start believing some dark things like oh my god i'm dark Or then they go on yeah. what if this happens then what if that happens Then what if that happens and now they're in all these what ifs that's over there yeah it's not real you're right here For and now sure. and now they're living oh my god my life's horrible so it's yeah. like that's why even whether you're writing down journaling is good, yes, whether yes. you're talking to God about it, whether you yes. pick up the phone and call a friend or family or yes. whatever. Once you say, you're like, oh, shit, that that's not real. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally.
1: Well said, man. There's this thing called the negativity bias. Have you heard of it? No. Works like animals. Like animals, basically prioritize not getting eaten over finding their next meal. Mm-hmm. And we kind of meaning they're more focused on the negative, you know. And and we have that as well, bro. Like, but it's a
0: survival thing. More focused thing. on surviving. Yeah, 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 yeah. As as you're saying that, it's to.
1: more focused on survival. So, like so hence you're focused to to. on
0: problems, bro. Yeah. And that's something that like my, my my wife's dealing with now is that like from being in Katrina, where she like lost everything and yada yada. Having New Orleans start getting in like a survival thing, so it's like. It's like getting to a point of realizing, like, okay, you're not about to die and lose everything today. So your first instinct is not getting eaten so you can actually just – Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy
1: your life, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have fear at some level. Like you just said, a lot of what you just said was fear-based, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, is this going to happen? Is Sam going to explode? All the shit. I was just making a joke <laughs> no, there to try to no, make no, no. it more of it. But, yeah.
0: but I, I really like f- uh, that fear that I, I tell everyone this. It's false evidence, something appearing real. It's, it's just real. going back to what so you just you're afraid, said. You're afraid of like, okay, what if this happens tomorrow and then that does this and they hate me and then I lose everything. So now you're afraid of losing everything. And you
1: still have these thoughts, but by the, the way. It's, fra- it's, sure, but I don't know. Uh, how do you them manage up. them? You manage them faster, like, probably, because right? Like, right? I you really
0: acknowledges false evidence appearing real. So if I'm thinking, yo, so this thing might happen and this happens, blah, blah, blah and then my client fires me and then I lose money and then I don't have this and then I lose my house. So now I'm afraid of losing my house all because of something that's not even fucking real. All because Mm. of this what if, what if, all because of what if the worst case scenario happens and then of the hundred options of that, then the worst case scenario happens. So now I'm in this horrible thing that could never even fucking happen. It's not possible. And now, (laughs) and I'm afraid of that, and I'm afraid of that happening when like we're not even at at the first thing yet. When all I got to do is be, is, 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 Find a solution for that first thing, which I'm for now, sure. I'm so solution. Don't you ever make up, up
1: stories that. in your head about, like, a homie or something you feel like you might have, like, there might be, like, a little static with a homie, like, and they're like, I wasn't thinking that at all, like, it's the shit we make up in our head, or mm-hmm. if you're a girl or something. Let's be honest, but relationships take work, and there's, like, riffs in relationships, like, you might be thinking, like, your person or your partner's feeling some type of way, and they might not even be feeling some type of way, so.
0: Exactly. Focus on you. Mm-hmm. So, rather than, like, so, like, even when you're in a conflict in a relationship or anything yeah. like that, whatever, it's like, it's like, what can you change? Yeah. What can you... Okay, yeah, so you're really upset that this person's doing this to you. Okay, so how can you have a positive reaction? What, what do you need to not let affect you? You can't focus anyone. You can't, you can't, you can't change anyone else. Yeah. If you are mistreating me, I can't, I can't change you mistreating me. I can change how it affects me. I can change what, what, I, what I'm doing to f- fuel that. Or I can just change this fucking relationship if it's toxic in my life and remove it from my life. The people who are so tormented in life... They're mm-hmm. focused on how can I change that person.
1: It's out of your control. And you can't. It's out of your control. Exactly.
0: And then people. So when you realize you can't. People kill let themselves it go. over
1: that because yeah. you're 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 All literally these you know saying. I'm treating understand? them
0: horribly, yeah. and I can't change it. Um, I need to just cut myself. It's just so stressful. Now you need to figure out a way to to change you, change your life, Absolutely. change your situation. Maybe you need to cut out everyone in your fucking circle.
1: As you were hitting the bottom, stomach pains, you know, relying on drugs to get you through. Like, did I'm assuming that a lot of those friendships, maybe, well, not a lot of them, at least some of those friendships might have you might have outgrown. Am I yeah, right?
0: Outgrown, sure. Yeah, there's some people who I thought I was very close with because of the amount of time I was spending with them, partying with them and stuff like that, and now there's just not as much things in common. And even now, I work at a very high level. Um My values are, I think, kind of pure. At least I think so. My wife is my number one priority. Yeah. My child's my number one priority. My family is what I care about the most. That's it. So it's like my circle is much smaller. And a lot of people will think that we were very close and we were at that time. And that's okay. It's okay to have friendships for seasons and it's mm. okay to out, out, outgrow things. And it doesn't mean that that wasn't a great relationship back then, you know? And, 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 and if people say that, like, if anyone ever says that I've changed, thank you. Mm. I hope I continue changing. Wow. I, hope I, I hope in five years I'm a, I'm a, I've completely changed. You know what I mean? Like I I, I want to constantly be growing in life day by day and year by year. I never want to stay the same. I want to be growing forever. Amen.
1: Amen. So now, Corey, the people listening, man, I feel like there's a lot of commonality People that are on the come up currently are probably listening, right? Do you have any like gems for them? Because I feel like when you're on the come up, and even like, dude, it's you know, I've been I've been building this podcast for X number of years, it's like people get impatient still, right? So I guess
0: Mm -hmm. what would
1: you say to people like, man, like I know I'm good at this and it's taking longer than they would like?
0: Listen to your gut, A. Yeah. Like really, really do whatever you have to do. It Mm -hmm. might take you some few days, weeks to figure that out. But to really listen to your gut, like, is this what you're meant to be doing? Because sometimes the answer is no, you got to walk away. Yeah, I loved basketball as a kid. My yeah. biggest dream would be to make the NBA. Mm-hmm. I realized, yo, know, I'm not, I'm not gonna make the NBA. Yeah, you know I mean, I could have kept being like, no, but this is my dream, and I could be 35 still going to <laughs> NBA tryouts, and like, no, I, Corey, you suck. Yeah, you're not good. You just yeah. like basketball. You're yeah. not good. Like, eventually, so, so there's that part. That's step one. Okay, now you're on step two. If this is what you're meant to do, are you willing to sacrifice everything? Are you willing to sacrifice? relationships Mm -hmm. are you willing to sacrifice sleep are you willing to sacrifice the 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 the, the luxuries of being able to hang out with your friends and do what your friends are doing are you willing to put every bit of money mental energy everything into your dream until you until you're going to give up so are you willing uh, and like if you until the wheels fall until the wheels fall off yeah yeah so 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 if the that's the thing because if you look at something like the guy who made Facebook, the guy who made Apple, the guy who made uh, Microsoft, the guy who made Starbucks, the girl who made J.K. Woman, J.K. Rowling made Harry Potter, who's richer than the Queen of England. All of them were told no a couple hundred times, meaning all of them had a plan to succeed and go do it, and they failed. Yeah. But they, then they started again. You only fail once you stop. So it's like, are you willing to get rejected hundreds and hundreds or thousands of times? I have a producer now that that I met the same day with Murda. Not much happened for him last seven years. Now he just had a big young boy placement yesterday and he has a mm. bunch of new stuff coming out next little bit. He was okay to keep going, keep going, living in his basement, his house.
1: Think about the sacrifice in that seven years and he had to sleep on couches or whatever he, he was got, doing.
0: He could have yeah. whenever decided to get a job that would yeah. pay him even let's say 50, 50, 60K a year or, or 40 to 60K a year that's better than the no money he's making and he's putting into it. You know, mm-hmm. So it's like, are you, so, so first thing is in your gut, are you for sure that this is... Be honest, with yourself, and do that, Corey, and, that's and check what yourself it is. once yeah. every couple months, you know, and like really yeah. listen to yourself because you need to. It's good. It's a cleanse. Just go meditate for 20 minutes. Somewhere. Yeah. Go yeah. shut the fuck up and just listen to your thoughts. And then second, are you willing to sacrifice everything and are you willing to not give up? Yeah. And if you want to say, okay, you're 21, you're going you're to do this till you're 30. Giving a timeline to themselves. You believe in that? I don't know. I but 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 you
1: never know. Shit often takes longer to be honest. Even though the but make if, it, but so. eventually, I yeah. think
0: you could be real with yourself if it's been if you say yeah. twenty, you're going to do it. You're to in your twenties to your thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in your twenties, you can start from the bottom. And and fall and you it's can, easier and yeah, you can pick yeah, back yeah, up and, start, and and why not yeah. and, and, and and fuck relationships if, if, if that's what it what it takes for yeah. you yeah. Um, if you have a great relationship keep great I'm not saying break up with your girlfriend now whoever's listening <laughs> but I'm saying um, <laughs> you know what I mean but, but you to have can, a lot of angry you can comments start from, from like girls you can out. start you can start do this startup go real hard da, 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 yeah. crash and burn and you're in your twenties you can start again as long as you don't have a, a child yet and you have a responsibility mm-hmm. you know like you like yeah you can you can keep starting failing starting failing starting failing you're you're a kid you're in your twenties yeah but um i'm I'm saying yeah just you can yeah i th- I think you can give yourself if it doesn't work out by the time you're 30 or but whatever it just without fu- no, no. being said you could start something when you're 35 and say i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and then and then it really hits when you're 50 if that's it's your dream, possible bro yeah it's what your dreams and goals are so for me my dreams and goals always were to have a family and yeah. I, I knew when i was younger like the end sight that i have is that like i'm living well made a lot of money sure yada yeah, yada. Yeah, but the main thing is I have a wife I don't know what she looks like and a couple kids. And the end thing for me wasn't that I'm Bro, here, Wait wait
1: wait you realize you just did this earlier cuz you talked about the grills was to get you to a music career. Uh, you kind of knew that in a way and now you like the music career is almost to like be able to just set you up to have a family yeah no I was I'm the
0: king of manifestation so it's just like know that you're for sure going to do this and you have to be willing to do whatever it takes and I think just one other part that I'd add to that sorry because I just want to full gem up one of part that I'd add to it is what are you going to do to differentiate yourself from other people Mm. you got to find something and that's why the grills differentiated me I was offering something different no one Mm. else was doing that Murda had a manager and and I was an aspiring executive out here Mm -hmm. who was offering grills to people Mm. that was something no one else was doing that so, people were even just talking about it. Yo, there's this guy who was like bringing around like beats and grills. It was like something different. Have something different. And even like Murda, Murda had a unique brand. So, it's like if you make beats, if you sing, if you rap, if you're trying to be an executive, if you're trying to start this. Even Murda's this new look app, is like unique for, for sure, what he does, you know? you know? Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and the whole brand that we created and, and mm-hmm. stuff. But, but but you have to have something that differentiates you because whatever you're doing, there's thousands of others who are doing it at, at probably the same skill level, just like in the NBA, even too. Everyone in the NBA is the best fucking athletes, super tall, best shooters and jibbers in the world. What's, what makes LeBron from the guy who got drafted and never even played? It's like mental. He's willing to do what others aren't willing to do. Athletics, sure, you need that ability too. But but I'm saying so like in your career, what mm-hmm. are you doing? First off, yeah, make sure that you're good. You can't say I'm going to be a singer, but you have a horrible voice. You're going to make beats, but your yeah, beats yeah, are yeah, trash. Yeah, of course. But like once you're, once you're eight, okay, you have the skill. Okay, mm-hmm. so now you're in this arena with 100,000. Mm-hmm. what's going to make you different from the 100,000 to be in the 100 that make it?
1: What I always thought was interesting was you realize Rick Ross, 2 Chains, Drake, a lot of these rappers, they're all unique, right? Everybody mm-hmm. I just mentioned is unique, mm-hmm. but they're all saying the same shit. A lot of it is about cars, girls, the come up, like, let's be real. They're, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so why are they, so, but their differentiation is their take on the world, they came from different backgrounds. Their take on the world is just by default unique.
0: You know what I'm saying? Sure. But also, Mm -hmm. like when I, when, right when you say Drake, two chains, at least, because I know those camps really well. Drake's much more than two chains, but. So when you talk about them, I'm not, I'm not thinking just about like what their voice sounds like and their words, because they, they, they say that like the actual music is like 20%. So I'm thinking about the 80, like wh- how did their team move differently? What are the, you know, like for me and Murda, like what was that like uh, us coming to LA and grinding and, and, and making grills and beats and like, and connecting with the right people. So it's like, what are the other moves that the, that the team did? What were the right business decisions? What were the sacrifices? When I'm saying do something different, I don't don't just mean in like your lyrics because yeah that's the thing you're right when you listen to the beats with all the producers a lot of them sound quite similar
1: yeah yeah you
0: listen to the 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 lyrics a lot of them sound quite similar Mm -hmm. you know a lot of these songs also are made collaborative with the same type of writers and the same types of producers and mixed and mastered by the same Top engineers exactly did a, uh, on the same software and programs yeah what i'm saying are they doing different a lot of it is the business mm-hmm. a lot of it is the is the sacrifices is those like out the box like things and when i'm saying out the box it isn't just in like the lyrics or like the crazy drum loop that you made in in, in your beat it's like what did you do like to get your beats noticed? how did you like well, you know like Murda got with the Migos because he messaged their engineer who wanted to be a rapper on Twitter and he connected with them on Twitter and he'd find the right times to tweet them so it's like, it's like what are those things that were done differently sure Rick Ross has a great voice 2 Chains has a, has a great, is a great they're all great you have to be great to be there that's what I'm saying you have to be great to make it in the NBA but now in those 400 players how do you become an all-star mm-hmm. you know like what are you doing different so it's like same thing Yes, yeah. I like
1: that. And, and so, so yes to everything you said. And then, just to clarify, my little point on that mm-hmm. is, I think if you're if you're a little bit different, fucking own that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Of course. Like Drake's a fucking a, a Jew from Canada. Like at the end of yeah. the day, is Jewish. <laughs> Who was and, on <laughs> Degrassi.
0: Yeah, he owned that. Yeah, one of Drake's best things is yeah. You make fun of a lot of people when you make fun of them. They start oh, going, everything that Drake's ever been made fun of. Yeah, he's he's owned and made it a joke. Exactly. Uh, How and can like you make fun of the guy being sing, and then everyone making fun of him for for singing. Listen to rap now. You it's cannot be a rapper if you're yeah, not Yeah, singing. exactly, exactly, exactly. The hardest fucking guys are, who are are singing to a 100
1: 150. Have you seen Eight Mile? Yeah, with yes. Eminem, it's he did the B Rabbit. I mean, B Rabbits. Like I did grow up in a trailer park, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's like you own that. I did yeah. It. So now, what can you <laughs> Dude, say about me? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, <laughs> and people mean? love that. I and mean, then pe- everybody listening, because yo, everybody that's watching that, they want to be able to do that with themselves. Everybody feels maybe a little different, and they want to own their uniqueness you feel Mm. me so when they see somebody else do that it gives them fucking a permission slip to do that for themselves and that makes us feel good exactly people around you call you the like the king of manifestation yeah right right so what i want to know is this very fateful moment in your career when you met murder beats uh super producer who you know yeah just google him if you're not aware because some people who are listening don't uh Maybe aren't, we aren't in the music business. We you love know? a new fan. We just dropped a new song with
0: <laughs> Beyonce's artist, and the whole internet went crazy. Oh, my God, Murder's White. Whole new fan base was just discovering him. So crazy. It was, it was, love it. That's awesome. many of you are just finding out now. For the first time. <laughs> it's a- Google us.
1: <laughs> Google us. <laughs> Google's your friend, bro. Yeah. This fateful moment in, like I told you, I did research. August 2014, you were at a jewelry store, and you Boy. ran into
0: murder going to going to my jeweler in toronto shout out chris from rock city shout out chris <laughs> uh dundas, dundas square it's like our version of times square he's still there go to, go check him out if you're in toronto best jeweler in the city i was not a jeweler i have made a brand called goldie rocks girls mm-hmm. where we made we made girls and by making girls i mean i did the impressions and then i gave them to chris at rock city chris at rock city made the girls and then i'd give them the girls that's why there was no real money in it mm. Because I'm just I'm 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 getting it for a deal for 300 and then I'm selling it for 400 and it just gas and everything else just costs you me. I mean it's <laughs> may, I'm hoping to I'm, I'm hoping to maybe put aside like 10 20 dollars so enough of those 10 20 dollars can pay for some free grills for the celebrities that's wild there's no bro. none of this that's was wild. to make money this was to elevate my life that's wild the next step um, so anyways August I go to Chris. I had just got back from a family cruise. And interestingly, I don't think I've ever said this on an interview, so here's a fresh gem for you. I decided I'm finally getting over and letting go of my ex-girlfriend that I was getting back and forth with, chasing her. (sighs) Finally letting that go. How many times were we talking, five, six, seven? No, we broke up a couple times, <laughs> got back together, broke up a couple times, got back together. she came come back in my life. She went to Prague for summer. I went to chase her against all my friends telling me, don't go, idiot. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go. And I went to stay with her for a bit and then came back into cheating on me with someone else it just kept going. But then finally, I'm like, I, had a, I was on a cruise with my family and I brought my best friend and we just, and we're like, and I said, I'm, I'm done. And I actually felt it. Mm. She's gone. I'm moving on. Mm. First day home. Okay, I have these girls to go drop off at Chris. Go drop off, and there's a, So I got rid of something that was taking up so much space in my life. Mm. Now room for more. And that day I met Murda. Bro, so can you just pause that for a second? Yeah. That's crazy, exactly. bro. Exactly. Wow. Because if I was still focused on her, could I have given my everything in my life to this twenty? I'm twenty seven at the time, or tw- I'm I'm twenty eight. Could I give everything to this twenty year old? kid to try to make his his career when I'm still trying to make it with the girlfriend so no so finally that met him I was open to that and I went to go drop off some molds and the security at the jewelry store is like yo Corey you should meet this guy he's a dope producer Mm -hmm. and it's like like I told you People are always trying to meet me, tell me different things, had I should be the man. And like, oh, whatever. So, yeah, I see his Instagram. Oh, he has ten thousand followers. That's crazy. Which was lit for that. Ten thousand yeah, 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 followers, yeah. <laughs> and it says he's worked with, he's worked with all these cool like underground street guys like Migos. Mm-hmm. Never, Chief had an, Keith never had an too? album yet, Chief Keef, and it says Lil Durk, and I think it said like Rich Homie Quan and Young Thug. Mm. This is also 2014, so they're mm-hmm. they're very small then. But it said that because he had this song Welcome to Atlanta remix that had Rich Homie Quan, Young Thug, and all them on it from the Migos. So it said all these names on it. These worked with re- names that I, I recognize. Mm-hmm. I knew the Migos because they had a song that was big in Toronto, Versace. Mm. Um, that song never got really big on DSPs because they didn't put the Drake Until
1: version. Until Drake on. jumped on it, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. didn't
0: put the Drake version on DSPs. So it didn't blow didn't. like
1: that because Drake wasn't yet Drake, on it, right?
0: No, Drake blew up the song and gave the all eyes to the Migos. Yes. But that song, that, that song's not like a multi-platinum hit, even though oh. it's so big, because mm. they, didn't, they didn't release the Drake version. Got it. Got it. Like the Drake version was big because there was no DSPs back then. So songs would get, re- a song could be just big on YouTube and big on SoundCloud and still be the biggest song in clubs and stuff like that Migos are a really hot mixtape group back then
1: and you were aware of this before you looked at Murda's Instagram so I saw Murda right? I had
0: heard of this new group Migos and yeah. back then I was still uncertain on mumble rap when I would first meet Murda I'll Super admit because he'll tell people oh you didn't believe at the beginning in it I, in this music I didn't I wasn't sure if this rap was like very good I'm like these guys aren't very good rappers. I then mm-hmm. started like learning that there's more art to hip-hop and mm-hmm. now I ended up getting in an argument with Dave Chappelle for like an hour <laughs> telling him that it's like these same thing as what I would say to Murder when I first met him. Like, this is not real rap. Real rap is like is like New York, like Jay Z, not nah, like mm-hmm. like lyricists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like yeah, the, the Migos and now I'll defend and I'll have the I'll be the same for the Murder was saying Migos are, are one of the best groups ever and they're they've created culture and waves and yada yada because there's hip hop has now evolved to be more than just lyrics it's now there's a lot in in there's the, so like just like art it's more just overall art at, now. One, yeah. at, at one point like you look at the mona lisa or any modern art and they say that's not art art evolved and mm-hmm. they are incredible artists innovators even though they're not doing this exact same type of bars at the New Yorkers but 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 it, now that I get into it sorry just to say defend Migos do have fucking bars they are amazing okay.
1: which ties back to what we said earlier about why is it taking long? I remember mean, what you said about 400 pe- players in the NBA well sometimes you're so unique and so different that people don't know what the fuck you are and what exactly. you're doing right So the and Migos, sometimes that's a good thing and there's three of them and they're doing yeah.
0: ad-libs and, and, and mama and this is yeah. like what is this exactly but then you realize but but then everyone now trying to copy them so now it's like what's going to be the next thing and the next thing so anyways that day in there i remember seeing it was murder beats with smokescreen yeah um another producer both from niagara region skinny 20 year old shaggy haired shy kid in there and he says he works with these guys and he's introducing to me this is this this is Corey. like he's lit he throws all these parties here he's doing a, a festival in a week with ASAP Rocky. I was at a festival with like ASAP Rocky and some big name people like that. And then all the local rappers. So I can put on Roy Woods who I was working with at that time. Mm-hmm. And, like that. and Murda got my number, and then he would he'd hit me up for about a week, being like, Let me come play you some beats to show you I'm legit. I wasn't sure, but yeah, he, was, yeah. he was very persistent. Mm-hmm. So I let him come down. He came into the city and played me some beats. And his beats are really good. Mm-hmm. But there was something about him, what I was thinking that time, because I was in concerts, so I'm like, his look. Being like the white kid making hard gangster rap, whose name is Murder. <laughs> <laughs> his, name is, <laughs> his name is Murder Beats. Yeah, I'm like, what's
1: his real name? Shane, Shane. Shane Lindstrom. 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 Very okay. Swedish. Okay. Right. Right. Last name, right. Right. Is, okay.
0: Sounds like a producer, mm-hmm. but a Swedish producer, producer or an NHL player. Um, <laughs> and he, I'm like. I'm gonna make him my vision of that point. I'm like, if you know, if I were just lending him, I'd make him I'd be making him like the Calvin Harris, because mm-hmm. Calvin Harris was like the biggest back then mm-hmm. of hip hop. Mm-hmm. So he'd be the guy making this big rap music and it's like a, such such a unique brand. So yeah. I'm thinking about the brand. Yeah. At that point so Already gotta, like like off yes rip off
1: rip, you were thinking about this guy's if different. This were to I could work. I can be yeah, right, right. And
0: then right. It, and then it just slowly started happening. I, he came to meet me play me some beats, his beats were his beats were dope. Yeah. Um but there's a ton of people have dope beats. It wasn't just so people yeah, are like, Oh, you need oh, more. Like, that's why people send me, listen this beat. You should manage me. But like, it's not just the beats. So it was the whole package. That was one thing I loved
1: about listening to you when I heard when I prepared for this interview is you you acknowledged how much more it takes than just the talent exactly. side of things, which I thought there's was plenty dope. Of yeah, 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 people. yeah.
0: When someone hits me up and they're like, oh, like like a mother, like my daughter is the best voice. Yeah. So you should manage her. I'm like, yeah. Or like, no, your daughter's the best voice. That she should apply for the show the voice right or exactly. america's got got talent exactly. like that the best voice that's for a talent show if you want to tell me that why she should make it in the music industry because she has the best team mm. the best brand the best concepts for 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 an album the best creative direction the best like the best day-to-day and people around her like the biggest pr ideas and yada yada. tell me about tell me about her team and the vision and the business. This is and the such brand. an important
1: point, bro. It's such That's an what important I want to hear more yeah. than the
0: voice, because I expect her to have a good yeah. voice. And yeah. if she doesn't, yeah. we'll get a better engineer to get the proper auto tune and a good vocal engineer. And we'll get her vocal lessons and vocal engineering. Don't tell you about the voice. Of course, the voice needs to sound good. Yeah. That's like saying, hey, I have this guy who can shoot a basket. <laughs> he should make it the NBA. No, like what's what's his skill like? Like what's his, how's his mindset? Or, or what's, what's, his what's, his his, what's his commitment? What's his commitment? What's his work yeah, ethic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tell me she has a good voice. That just means great. She could sing. My niece has a good voice I'm not trying to, to, to get her signed to a label she's eight years old like, not, like <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah. what's different than my eight-year-old niece and your 25-year-old daughter if they both just have a good voice facts there's facts. no difference facts they're both equal
1: did you know this like out of the gate early in your career because you to it took me time were... to realize this is what I'm no
0: saying. I learned a lot from my from being an entrepreneur and right. and in the throwing parties and stuff like that and business and yada yada and I just I, I my skill in life is people
1: yeah. So it's yeah. like how
0: to make good relationships, how to like make strategic relationships. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like that that's not a negative thing. Some relationships are meant to be transactional. Mm-hmm. That's okay. People get butt hurt if it's like, oh, yeah. like, well, we should be brothers. Like no, it's not everyone's no. meant to be your brother. Some some people are meant to be, you know, like like yeah. like maybe me and you become great friends. Maybe we just do this mm-hmm. great podcast yeah, 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 that, yeah. that ends up helping other people and that's all right. it's supposed to be and right. that's okay this works out well yeah. you want to send a podcast Absolutely. I was down to tell my story and went, Absolutely. not every so some people think oh if you're not treating them like family it's negative but some people some relationships are meant to be transactional it's like hey I can help you with something and you can it's help like me that's with something. saying it. people and come into your okay. life
1: for a reason season or a lifetime i yeah. mean it is that isn't it exactly. yeah it's okay if it's just for a reason exactly basically. yeah and that's yeah, yeah. okay right right, right as right. long as you're not like yo
0: like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna mislead this person so i can get something from them and yeah. that's fucking wrong totally and evil but yeah. if it's like yo like me and the, like yo i'm gonna make uh, there's this person i'm gonna make him a girl. yeah and yada, yada, and he's gonna get on a beat a song he's gonna be get on a song with my artist and that's and that's fine but it could be a win-win. Like, win like, right, peace, like oh, family. Like, oh, wait, why is he only want something from me, and why isn't he being a brother? Yeah, that might be brothers.
1: ego shit a little bit, but but a lot. But those transactional things can be win-wins, though. Yeah, which is exactly. you know what I'm saying. So that's, that's yeah, fucking how but you make it in life. win wins in every industry. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it's, and it's like strategic relationships. Yeah, you know, and like yeah. and and me and Murda. So what I liked about him when I started spending time with him. Yeah. So now he came to he came to meet me. He came to the festival. yeah. Mm- what i liked i liked his like he, i liked how different this brand was Murda beats this white kid from canada is doing this you know what i mean it's so different okay. like that and then re, he's it, the fact that he's work working, ethic work, work ethic, ethic was absolutely like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. work mm-hmm. ethic and a lot mm-hmm. of that work ethic yes making beats making beats making beats mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. hitting me a couple times a day for mm-hmm. a week until mm-hmm. i'd agree to meet so i'm like okay he's his great sign his yeah. natural yeah yeah and then his way of get, me of getting to an artist, like I'll make, I want to get to that person, so I'll become friends and make girls for all the friends around them, so mm-hmm. I can get to them. And then he was doing the same thing mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. feed stuff. So we're very like minded and we're very focused, and we both, you know, what I say, you know, you said at the very beginning of the of the podcast, if you're talking about big things, or someone who's not thinking about big yes. things, it's hard. Yes, we're both thinking we want the biggest, so we're both thinking the same thing. We're both talking about, yeah, eventually we'll we'll everything, gonna put everything into this dream. Mm, and then that's we did beautiful. it, yeah. and then 2014 we signed a management contract together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole other process, and I can get into explaining. A- 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 later well, how
1: thing. long did it take until the, the, your first your first biggest hit working together? When did that come? I think like the first big
0: hit was yeah. like May or June. And it was pipe it up with the Migos, who he was already connected with. But yeah. I was helping him, I started helping him with his with, with his business. I mean, this and is
1: after you were on board, I'm saying. Yes. This is like so right. It's yeah. so about
0: a year, 10 uh, eight, ten months. Yeah, like eight, ten months from when we met. But in in LA, the first time I went out there, he was working with everybody, working with Taiga, the game, Yeah, he was, Did you with, make those pl- you make those plugs, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Through yeah. making grills, the grills for thing. And that's and crazy, yeah. bro. But, but the grills, so that's the thing. Yeah. When I go up to someone yeah. and meet them, I had three mm-hmm. things to offer. A A on this fun, charismatic personality i'm cory i'm from toronto i can get, I I plug I, I, you I can in get this get cool city we talked about in this new cool the six yeah city yeah first couple of years it's still oh you're from toronto do you guys live in igloos it was still <laughs> <Bro>. very mysterious <laughs> yeah but can, by around 2017 yeah 2016, 27, people start thinking, okay, Toronto's cool, and you have Bieber, Sean Mendez, everything's from there. But but, but totally. every writer, producers, yeah, Toronto owns music. But but uh, but it's wild. but but people were just starting now be intrigued with Toronto. Hmm, the the Raptors are starting to get nice. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, people are starting to get intrigued with Toronto. Um, Toronto but and Atlanta
1: kind of dominate the music industry. I mean, there was a point when they were yeah. both dominating the music yeah. industry. When you agree, In different ways for in sure. in different ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So yes, the the plug in Toronto from the supermodel that I'm meeting to the rapper to everyone that people want to do tours in Toronto, yep. get into Toronto because it's still a, it's a different, it's a foreign country, it's different, yeah. it's mysterious. Uh, that plus, I'd love to make you a grill, yeah. regardless of the grill. Ooh, free gold. Yeah. <laughs> do you want free yeah, diamonds twist your and arm gold? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not, you, of course. Uh, <laughs> The richest person saying yes to that. Yeah, wow. Cool. And the richest person doesn't want to go to a jeweler. Oh, Didn't you make you're cool, something nice.
1: for Kylie at one point, too? Yeah. yeah.
0: You you'd spoke about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kylie was like yeah. in our circle for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in cool. between her dating Tyga and Travis, we were like really tight for yeah. not that I was dating her, but someone, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. But I you made her know, a grill, was, which was is kind of interesting. Someone I was very close to was dating her for a little bit in between the Tiger Trap. Okay, okay. And I and and and, and, and you made that, her a grill. I mean yeah, yes, that. And then I have this dope producer, Migos mm-hmm. producer. So mm-hmm. Murda, the first like year, yeah. didn't really have much to say. He's yeah, shy young kid, young kid. So and I, I would do the talking. For when did him. he start to but get more comfortable? Say, than Corey. When, when the hit started coming, it was yeah, going yeah, up yeah, more. Okay, yada yada, yeah, okay, yada. had some yeah. money. This music shit's really working. Yeah, He definitely came out of a shell. But the beginning. If he were to meet you now, he'd say, "Hey, what's what's up?" You'd say your name. He might even say, "I'm Shane." Oh shit! But back then, he could never say his name, Shane, in public. I would never say that. He's (laughs) Murder Beats, and what he would say to everyone we'd meet, "Hey, Murder Beats." Migos producer. Maybe even Murder Beats, Murder with an A, Beats with a Z. He'd say, you he so he know how to spell it. That'd be a lot. He'd <laughs> that's say, comedy, bro. but it was always, Murda. hey, I'm Murder Beats, yeah. Migos producer. So yeah. I'd say, too, hey, yeah, I'm from Toronto, from you books, blah, blah, Also, I'd love to make your grill, let me make artists a grill. Also, I manage that wow. kid over there. Yeah. So look over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. kid over there. Yeah. Or the kid standing right beside me. Yeah, his name's Murder Beats. He's Migos producer. <laughs> And also, granted, remember, I'm, say, I'm telling everyone, and he's telling everyone, he's Migos' producer. Mm-hmm. Then if they start asking questions, oh, shit, Migos' producer, he made Versace? No, no, he didn't make that one. Oh, oh, he didn't make Versace. Oh, so he made Handsome and Wealthy? No, he didn't make that one. <laughs> oh, he made Fight Night? No, he didn't make that No, he didn't make any of the ones that you've heard in clubs or radio, but he's Migos' producer. <laughs> yeah. Because he did He did have, like, six or seven songs with Migos when I met him, mm, mm. but they were, none of them none were the, of the singles. Yeah. Yeah. So even when I'm telling Migos producer, if they start asking, "Oh shit, you made Fight Night? That's our okay favorite song right now." <laughs> you get that? No, I, no, no I didn't. I yeah. He had, the biggest song of them was called Emmett Smith, and we'd go to clubs and ask right. the DJ, "Do you have Emmett Smith?" Actually, the first song where the dab ever happened. His next song, Pipe It Up, is where the dab became an international dance sensation. Crazy. So it was, it was his song that made the dab. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But but it was it was so I'm telling so I'm telling them and the Migos were this new group yeah very intriguing and mysterious and if you're in the industry who knows how to do business with these guys biggest artists like i'm trying to reach them but how yeah. the fuck do you get in contact with them they're yeah. managed by p p is a street guy back then he's yeah not i know a, he's, i know he's, he's not a mogul label yeah runner coach
1: k was more like the industry guy yes right? but yeah, even yeah, still yeah. it's like yeah.
0: how do you get to these guys yeah. and, and what, what one of them's in and out of jail after the jail <laughs> then it's like right. so it's like so it's like this this guy is the the so Murdo's like the plug almost you're saying so I'm to saying, the guy I'm the which, which is Colin is the, yeah, I'm the yeah, plug yeah. Right, three right, golden and right. diamonds okay. and if you yeah. want to do a, this is the guy who's making the music for the Bro, this sale. new hot group So it's like I so I I really I was at 28 years old I always wanted to go to LA I did April Fool's thing when I was 21 I moved to LA yeah. and no one caught it cuz everyone's like of course you are Wow! You're the entertainment guy. You just did Drake's concert, and Drake's not blowing up. Of Damn. course, of course, you're in LA. Damn. But I w- wasn't confident to go. I wanted to have a partner product, a partner. You wouldn't have a, a reason to go. A partner product yeah. in the industry, yeah, of meaning course. like a. I didn't ever thought producer. I was thinking artist. So I want to have yeah. Murder Now is an artist. So thinking, yeah. I think I want to have an artist that I'm managing. I'm making a star. That's how I'm going to learn learn the game. I'm not sure. going to go to school for it. And then and then and then the grills thing. So mm. having having the grills to offer, having that now, I'm like, okay, Murder, let's go to LA. And then we did a management contract. I had a friend whose house I knew we could stay at. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, we're Party going. Party next door? No, no, at that no, point no, no, it was Ty- Tyler Arms. Okay. Okay. Who's a Canadian who I now actually manage as a producer. Nice. Who's a Canadian uh, pop star at that time. Yeah, they were him and some guys were renting he had a, house, a little spot renting here. a house in Bel Air. We could stay at. So we came out here for I think a week, and we ended up staying for but, three months. But
1: Corey, I want to also condense the takeaway for people listening. So the the, the 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 gem was make sure like the more you have to offer, the better,
0: right? For yeah. so it's like it's like well yeah. that goes to like when someone comes up. Like last night, I went to an event. Now people know me a lot. You know, right. like I'm I'm a notable manager. You've been doing so this for are, a while sure. now, yeah, and I'm I'm yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very public. Yeah. I'm on social media, so people recognize me. Yeah, uh, who are in the industry at least? I'm not yeah. saying I'm famous, but like if yeah. you're a becoming producer, yeah. you're looking at who who you should know. I meet yeah, yeah. at a party? They're like, oh, that's that's Hollywood. He manages murder. So mm-hmm. come up and meet me. There's guy like, hey, what's up? My name's My name's Rob. I'm a dope producer. Mm-hmm. Cool. So anyway, you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like. <laughs> what are you know what i mean yeah so, what are you all right uh-huh. the girls uh-huh. thing and him having me to speak for him i'm gonna be cool you with like... you yada yada blah blah da, 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 da. also mm-hmm. understanding girls a yeah. lot always having a ton of friends with hot girls like yada yada like so. hey I'm, I'm doing this party later so it's like yeah yeah m- making relationships mm-hmm. whereas when murder so murder could just focus on making sure that he's gonna that when he goes in there to push play it's just gonna be fucking dope but everything else i got it
1: and one more question about you and murder yeah you know, like I've managed artists before. Sometimes you don't see eye to eye with your client, with your artist. How do you guys handle? Do you guys handle that in a healthy way uh, when you see something differently? It's a journey.
0: That's, it's a, it's journey. a journey. We used to fight every day, all the time when we were coming up. But we were both still on this path together, and just, so we'd be maybe we'd be in the car like "fuck you, fuck you." And the, but then we go in the meeting, and we'd be perfect. Wow, other, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like we were, and
1: then would it just take a couple days? Shit would simmer down. Maybe. I and mean, then, we used you know, to be living together twenty four seven from twenty fourteen to, to twenty eighteen. That could that could already be yeah, testy so a little bit so, that so way. It makes it yeah, hard. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, yeah. and, and we're, we're we're doing other substances, and we're not sleep, and we're both sacrificing everything, sacrificing happiness, family, yes. health, physical. So you want your, se- you your best. Yeah, self. So you want your best self. Neither of us are our best self. Both of us just spent two nights up on Molly making music <laughs> with this artist, and now we're trying to have a conversation. It's like fuck you, fuck you. So it's like now our relationship's better Than ever, but but of course, you butt heads sometimes on things.
1: Okay. Okay. And I want people listening to know sometimes, like, all right, if you're butting heads with your client or your spot, like, it's okay. Like, you just have to handle friction in a healthy way, I've learned. Like, if you, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of unhealthy ways to handle
0: friction. As the manager, it's my job that even if what he's doing is unhealthy, that I still, like, rise to it. You know, like, it's it's my job to be the adult. It's my job to, as the manager, yes. yes. And then as a manager, sometimes it becomes. Toxic and unhealthy And it's not benefiting your life anymore And you and, might need to walk away And I want to
1: ask you that So what's, what's What do you see in your eyes As an unhealthy way To deal with friction Like what, what's unhealthy Like are you guys Basically where you just Let's say you piss and don't talk to each other For like looking, seven days not Or something
0: looking at And focusing on A solution and, yeah. your, and your part
1: Where it's just finger point Like fuck you You fucked this up Or right, you guys so do like, that to okay, each other how Right can we make right make this right, better right. I yeah. this
0: better It's what are you going to do different What am I going to do different Or You need to be willing yeah. Even though this is unhealthy, and even though he's not doing what I would need in a normal situation, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite my tongue on this one for the greater good of our success and our dreams and Ooh. keep it going. And if you're That's able good. to do that, which I was for years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even with times when it was unhealthy, and I'm now, great. But if there comes to a point ever, and I have multiple close friend managers who have just walked away from their superstar clients. Serious? Yes. I know I have I know multiple. I know multiple executives who have walked away from their superstar CEO jobs. My new partner and founder of the company, Hollywood. he was CEO of Geffen with right, Interscope, right, right. and he could have continued that or could have gone to become president of a, of a capital or Def Jam and to then be CEO there. He walked away from that. So there are people, because it wasn't serving, sure. serving his life and his dreams and goals anymore. And then there are people I know who have superstar clients and for years, they were okay with it being unhealthy because it was still, for, for their personal goals and dreams in life. They had to hang in there. Was, they had, they to, had hang to hang in, in there that yeah, to have yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then it comes to a point yeah. where it's like, this is actually adding negative to my life, and I don't need that anymore. So I could walk. Beautiful. Home. So either and it, oh, either and, we and, could and, both but, we could both own our shit and move forward positively Corey, Corey, or we need to separate. Let me
1: fucking blow your mind right now. It leads to what you said about you were in this unhealthy in and out back and forth with the ex-girlfriend. You let that, that, that go yeah. and then you met, you know, your amazing exactly. client Murda. So it's like so I hope to, life works that way, bro. I hope that to bro.
0: all my clients forever. Yeah. And sometimes there might be times where it's, where, it's, where it's unhealthy and we can work it out. Yeah. Sometimes there might be times where it's unhealthy and we can't work it out. But I'm okay putting up with a little bit of that unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm okay eating this horribly fattening meal that's going to bad for me because I'm going to enjoy you're, it now. And it's going to okay. But at <laughs> a certain <laughs> point where it's like, no, I, I'm not okay with that. Because yeah. it's not, So it's, same thing. There Fair. might be a point in any of my clients or any of my partnerships, like this holiday I have now too, and other things where it's like, this is not this is not serving me anymore. Mm. I need to take lose that, which is going to be a loss. mm mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. be able to open for more blessings. You know? That's such
1: a that's such a gem, man. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. All right, let's bring it home with this. I feel like su- success leaves clues. Uh, one of the biggest artists maybe ever in recent memory is Drake, obviously, right? And you've gotten to spend a decent amount of time around Drake. Being in that sort of inner sphere with Drake, is there anything you notice about how he moves or, or just things that like, oh, I never like looked at life like this, but but being around drake it made me look at life in a different way or like you got some some piece of wisdom from kind of watching how drake moves or something do you, sure. do, do, I do can you have say like a second hand unique gem about like his that? Team, if you
0: specifically yeah. want to talk about drake yeah yeah cuz that's that's a everyone huge in his success everyone so there's a reason why i could never be ovo crew i could never be and if i fuck bit, i can never be xo crew i can never be party's strict omo crew cuz i'm murder gang okay for sure sure because Everyone in OVO, everyone who works around Drake, yeah, including him, is tunnel-visioned on that, on Drake, on his success. Nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, Nothing else. else. Right, right, right. Okay. Everyone is okay. fully in okay. that, yep. Yep. only on that. Okay. You know what I mean? And as yeah. long as that, and, 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 and yeah, and everyone's working very hard towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. And that 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 I say is my answer to that's your question
1: that's what you observe right yeah, and, for and that's sure. why it works at the level that it does would you say because I could do that that's the thing May, yeah.
0: ha, if I could I ever been a part of like one of these crews that I've been around if mm-hmm. I was like yeah I'm doing nothing else just just that. Sure. And you'll but be one always, of the 10 guys on the, whatever. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And yeah, some yeah. of them are, and then, and then some of them are now one of the best engineers in the world. Some of them are biggest managers and mm-hmm. labels and yada. yada but, it's, but it's like just very focused on that one thing.
1: And many people focused on that one yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And okay.
0: everyone playing their role. Like my team really works very to well together when yeah. everyone's playing their role. When some people are more focused on, oh, I really want to be doing more of this, and the other staff's like, oh, I want, I wish, I kind of want to think that I should be more of this. And if everyone's just playing their role and doing what they need to be doing and focused on their thing, mm-hmm. it's moving smooth. Yeah, and just it's like in a in a basketball team, it's if Everyone's just focused. On, if, if, of course, yeah, everyone's yeah. working working together. If everyone's also like, everyone had they their family, they have fun together. You know, like they're mm. br- brothers and yada yada, and you know, not, not, not jealousy and envy. Yeah. And
1: see that shit can't be transactional. I think uh, you talk about sometimes it can be transactional, but you, your inner, your inner squad, like that needs to be, that needs to be brothers, right? If yeah, it's your inner you squad. So. Yeah.
0: It's hard with the artists. And they start getting money. It's hard, and that and, and that's why circles often because people you don't change. See, you don't see many circles like Drake's, where they where true. They've been together true. for like ten years, and everyone's still no. There. I
1: look at G Unit. I don't know if you paid attention to G Unit, but like you know, Tony Yayo, Lloyd Banks. There was so much strife, and like and that's that just camp, the artist, am I right? But so yeah.
0: I'm talking about the artist team. Yes, it's yes, yes. It's very rare. People are shocked that me and Murda have been together for seven years. Yeah. Very rare. It's hard to see that. And why do we usually break up with the manager and the client? Because the client starts thinking of things more transactionally. It's very often. It's like, oh, I could be making more money if I do this. Or they just outgrew the manager. The manager got them to where they they could get them and now they need more. But it's like often people's people's assistants, people's right hands, people's entourage. Why does everyone's change so much? Because it's hard hard for people to not think transactionally Mm. um, when there starts being money. They yeah. start thinking of, hmm, I could have more money if I do this. Or, yeah, yeah.
1: Like but then I, I, me, I'm the tech, I, I'm a loyal dude, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so I just try trying. Of course, I, you seem like you have that too. Like oh, if it's like you guys really kind of came up together. So yeah. that's dope, man. Yeah, I feel like that. That covers all the bases. Dope. You know, thank you for coming in today, Corey. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Where can people find you? You said you're very like vocal and kind of out there. Do you want to shout your name? just out?
0: Instagram. It's just my name, Corey Levin, C O R Y underscore that when l-i-t-w-i-n
1: dope last question what's what's the coolest part about being a father because you're like a, a relatively new father i forgot to ask you that
0: it's amazing it's just dope spending time with him watching him him grow and it's really given my life a purpose like everything i'm doing now is not just like oh like so i can have more money in my account it's like oh so i can for our for my future with my family for Beautiful. my son's future like and just time even when i'm planning my day the podcast like okay so i'm gonna be leaving my house mm-hmm. leaving my family at this time mm-hmm. to like so it's like I I won't I, I said yes to cuz I liked that you were doing something different. Yours was a podcast about the come up story. I've I've done that before. Yeah. I've had five ask me recently that I've said no to. Oh, really? Yours I said yes to because it was different. It was talking about mental health and addiction as well. Appreciate. So it. so you you differentiate yourself from the other. That's one. what I'm saying, so, bro. So I won't do things that seem like they're waste a waste of time anymore. Mm. I won't just go hang out with someone. Hang out with someone. I won't take on a client. Take mm. on a client. I won't just go for go for lunch with someone when it could be a five minute call. I, I love care that. about my time. I love that now much dude. more than ever because that's my time with my with my the one at, I can lose all my money right now. I can go get it. Back. I, I can. I can. I can leave the music industry and lose all my money. I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to be successful. Yeah. What I can't get back is time. Oof. You can't ever get back time, so I don't ever want to waste it,
1: bro, that bro. Bullshit. And and to be and to be va- and to be like a because blessing. because of my
0: son. Now that that's what that's what gave me that perspective. Huge. But sorry, go on. No, 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 sorry,
1: no. And just to like just to be able to sort of uh, I, I've been saying this lately, but it's a blessing to be a blessing to others. Does that of make course.
0: sense? It's a blessing to be a blessing. There, there's nothing. So, what. Uh, what else is there? What people right? don't understand is like <laughs> you get the most from giving.
1: Yes, bro.
0: From giving. Yes, yes. So it's like when everyone, when you're, people are just focused on like how do they get the most you're fucking yourself you're blocking your own blessings you're blocking your own yeah. blessings bro when you're giving to other people when it's, you're it, helping other people you know people, what it is it's a channel you're, you're growing opening yourself. that channel bro yeah. it's a flow and you're growing and now people want to fuck with you
1: fuck yeah otherwise that, that hose has a kink in it That, that ain't, ain't nothing gonna flow in that and hose now I, go you around, know what I'm I mean <laughs> i with
0: my client Young Dizzy yesterday yeah. and, I, and I treat him very well and And he's telling me every other producer I talk to is like wow and every other artist people I meet there they have such nice things to, to say about you amazing and they really respect you because of how I treat everyone well. And then he says, "In any other producer, like, oh, how do you get Corey to be your manager? People, because, so from me really giving a lot to him mm-hmm. and me giving a lot to other people, everyone wants to give to me. So yes. I'm learning and growing every day. If someone tells me that I've changed, thank you.
1: Dude, that's a bar. You realize yeah. that. Thank you, Corey, again. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now, and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, T-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, please stay connected.